listeners, welcome back to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm your host, Amanda Starling, here to talk to you about all things intersectional feminism and music. I want to start out by apologizing for this little brief hiatus. For those of you that have been following me for some time, you know I'm based out of Tampa Bay, Florida, and I was unfortunately spending a lot of time prepping for Hurricane Irma. After a week of anxiety and then another week of cleanup, things started to go back to normal, and having electricity really helps. But no more waiting for you. I'm back and on a roll and here with a brand new episode for you all. This week, my guests are Football Etc., who are just incredible. I've been following the three-piece for some time and was, and still am, excited about their record release for 2017, Corner. Football Etc. really bring the best of indie and emo, and their heavy lyrics matched by catchy energy are simply unforgettable. If you haven't listened to Corner yet, do it. Like, right now, you can pause the podcast and go listen to Corner. It's amazing. Actually, I'm going to play you a song off of Corner now, and we'll dig into the interview, shall we? to be talking to you Lindsay and Mercy how are things in Houston things are pretty good we're pretty good yeah drying out after the storm we're, we're good yeah I know that feeling I'm here in Florida and we just dodged Irma so uh, oh, wow. yeah, yeah Tampa Bay area so we got very lucky but I, I know all about that storm feeling <laughs> within like a week yeah. of each other practically yeah. yeah crazy but well I'm glad things are drying out for you and stuff and you know all these cool things going on this year with football, et cetera. That's all the positive, I'm sure. <laughs> it's been a really great year. Well, it's so awesome to hear. You know, I kind of want to just dig into it. Um, when did you both first start playing music, and who were you kind of listening to that got you motivated? Okay, I'll go first. This is Mercy. Um, when I was in high school, uh, a friend turned me on to bands like Minor Thread and Fugazi, and a little later on from that, I had some friends that were playing music together, didn't really have a band yet, and they didn't have a bass player. And I was like, hmm, I can probably figure out 
how to do that. Um, so my motivation was kind of from punk, but also just really wanting to play music with other people. And then uh, when I went to college and met Lindsay and we started playing together. Yeah, and so I uh, I played a little bit. I mean, it was more like playing the guitar in my bedroom along to records uh, when I was a teenager. I uh, was too shy to play in front of anybody, really. <laughs> um, but when I met Mercy in college, and she she was still in that same band from high school, and um, when she heard that I played guitar, she was like, come on, we got to play together. So we did, and we started a band called uh, Tin Kitchen um, when we lived in New Jersey still, and then we carried on with football, et cetera, when we moved to Texas. That's so awesome. What What brought you to Texas? Uh, we had both graduated from Rutgers undergrad, um, and I moved here. Uh, I joined Teach for America, and I was placed, um, well, Texas was one of the possibilities for where I was going to be placed. And I was applying to several different grad schools after uh, college, and Houston was a place where that whole Teach for America thing and grad school lined up for me. Oh, that's awesome. You were able to make the move together and start sounds like a really cool new adventure between that and the music that's incredible to me yeah it's been great I mean I think the both of us never ever imagined living in Texas um me having come from New Jersey Mercy had moved around a little bit um but here we are 10 years later we're still here that's so cool what do you think of like you know the local scene I always hear good things about Texas in general for music yeah I think um I mean, one of the cool things is being so close to Austin, obviously, with South by Southwest and it being, you know, like the music capital of the South. Um, so it's been really cool to be just a few hours away from that city. Um, and Houston, we've seen some like ups and downs, but overall, like, you know, um, some like cool DIY spots popping up and one that we were even able to be a part of. And, um, you know, seeing a lot of our f friends from other cities coming through. Um, but yeah, the scene, it's interesting. I'll say it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was very different from, uh, you know, we went to college in New Brunswick, sort of the basement scene, you know, yeah. Mecca in a lot of ways. And so we <laughs> moved here and there literally are no basements. So it was like a little bit of a culture shock, you know, starting to play in bars and stuff like that, that things that we just never did in college. Um, but over the years, uh, I think that the scene has gotten a lot better from when we first moved here for whatever reason. There's a lot more DIY uh, indie bands and even emo bands. I That's heard that cat meow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's a, she's a social butterfly. She likes to sometimes just start talking. It's great. <laughs> Well, that's so interesting that, you know, you've experienced both kind of scenes at this point. It's like, you know, the New Brunswick basement scene, and now you kind of get to do the bar scene and all kinds of venues, it sounds like, in Houston. Um, and you both have been playing for some time now. Uh, how, what was it like maybe playing, like, the first football, et cetera, shows and stuff and exploring all that? <laughs> oh, my God. Our first show was terrible. It was the worst. Um, <laughs> We, you know, didn't really have any idea about, like, where to play here. So we played um, a unnamed DIY spot um, that sounded really cool on paper, but ended up being a really weird show. One of those ones where they just kind of throw all the bands together and nobody knows each other. And you can't imagine why one person would be interested in all these different kinds of bands. Um, but fortunately, our next show after that was, I think, with a, a touring band that we knew from home. 
So, you know, we kind of eased into it later. <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, I always hear from friends that are in bands and stuff, you know, it's like that first show is usually either terrible or awkward or something. And then you kind of start to find your footing after that and so on. But it's good that you had that opportunity with like, friends from out of town to kind of get your feet wet even more so. Yeah, I think that's been one of my favorite things about playing in Houston. Um, we don't we don't really play like many headlining shows here. We usually, you know, hear from folks who are coming through town like, hey, you want to open up at this show that we're playing? Um, so it's just it's cool to see people that we know from home or from meeting them on tour and seeing them in Houston. But we don't really like hustle the Houston music scene trying to play a lot of shows. Um, and that's, that's nothing against Houston necessarily. It's time constraints and um, like we all work full-time jobs, so we can't do like weekday gigs and our drummer lives in Austin. So there's always going to be at least one person driving three hours, you know, between the cities. So um, yeah, definitely having people come through and, um, yeah, it's like always like a little reunion show yeah. every time we see somebody. But it's that's been cool for us here, especially when we first were here and we didn't really know anybody. And it seemed like maybe um, those first couple of years that we were here, it was kind of like a downtime for bands. You know how like a city will have kind of that, you know, a couple of bands break up and all of a sudden or a DIY spot closes or something. And all of a sudden, you know, everything just gets a little bit quieter. It was one of those moments. But, you know, I feel like it was really cool for us that, you know, we got to play these opening shows for a lot of cool touring bands because we were kind of the only option out there at that time. <laughs> yeah. And people would always say, wait, you're from Houston? We're like, yeah, like we're definitely from Houston. And so um, it was just a good way for us to connect with people because we really didn't know any other way to do it. That's really cool. And then like you make friends with these touring bands and those are the people that you can talk to when you're ready to book and, you know, Absolutely, have, yeah. have your own adventures at that point on the road. So that's just exactly. so cool. Like yeah. how connected all of it works. That's one of my favorite things about the punk scene in general, though, is that everybody kind of gets to slowly know each other and you yeah. run into each other in these cool shows. Absolutely. Um, so one thing I have to ask too, I meant to ask earlier, of course, is like football, et cetera. What, what made you decide on that name exactly? <laughs> um, it was one of those silly things where we're sitting around with our, our drummer at the time, Brandon, thinking, oh my gosh, we can't come up with anything. We don't want it to be, you know, corny, although it was in the end, I think, um, or, too, <laughs> or mean too much or whatever. So we, we grabbed a book off the shelf and we opened it and we closed our eyes and we pointed to a page and actually the first thing we pointed to was Sunday's Best, which is already a band. Um, <laughs> and the second thing we pointed to was football, et cetera. Um, it was like a, a pictorial history of the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a, a chapter <laughs> on like 1920s, like leisure activities. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the caption to the photograph was football, et cetera. So we said, hey, let's let's do that. <laughs> I love it. And it kind of fits in a little bit with, you know, a lot of your music styling is like that indie emo and stuff. And it, it totally fits in with kind of the culture that has kind of been built up around it. So it, yeah. I feel like it suits you magically in that sense. <laughs> yeah, we've had, I've, I've personally had a love-hate relationship with it. Um, after we realized like, oh, fucking American football, like, <laughs> that was so stupid. Like, I think that it just wasn't even something that we were 
listening to at the time, maybe, or even yeah. made the connection, uh, which many people have for us. Um, and then with the the all of the football or all the sports theme emo bands, it's just been it's been crazy, but it's it's fun. I love it as like that little like just almost nerdy subculture of everybody can point out that they have these like similar sounding names from time to yes, time and yeah. stuff. It, like it, there's something about it that to me just feels kind of like cozy in that sense, but mm-hmm. it's it's <laughs> so cool. And yeah. I, I've been following your music for some time and I've just loved the way that it's developed. I mean, you've been a band since 2009, but how do you feel your music has changed over the years? I think that we've gotten a little bit more comfortable with sort of accepting like you know the music just coming like from the heart and not trying to I think of a lot of things that like I personally used to try and make everything complicated to have some part where I would do something a little different I mean there was an entire album where we tried to like really specifically have different BPMs for each song and have like a variety of BPMs across the album um, you know, I think over time we've gotten away from doing the sort of overwrought thing. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely like a different sort of comfort. Um, and we've also gone through like several um, band members. We've played with uh, various drummers. So each of the three full lengths was with a different drummer. Um, so with each person we've created music with it's it's changed in ways as well um and you know we're like at our most comfortable right now and happiest with with Danny yeah you know so I don't know if that's us or him or a combination <laughs> of both I think it's probably both yeah um but yeah yeah I got the impression listening to the community records podcast that y- y- you three have a lot of fun together practicing <laughs> getting together going on tour and stuff um, what's your favorite yeah. part about working as this specific three piece? I think that, um, us and then him are at very similar, like points in our life, um, age wise, family wise, pet wise, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we all have careers that we're pretty passionate about, but we try to make a commitment to the band that's, that's feasible. Um, and, and we work really hard to make the band work. Um, Danny also brings to the table, like a lot of touring experience and, um, you know, relationships with other people and bands. And that's been really great because, um, you know, we don't have to do as much work. We, you know, if we're booking a tour, he essentially booked our entire U S tour Oh, wow. And that's something I could never have like imagined. That was a first past. for us because we, yeah. you know, Mercy and I had always done Sitting it. Sitting there agonizing over it, you know, like doing, looking for bands on MySpace or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's, that's a lot easier. And he's also got a really positive attitude, which you definitely need when you're uh, on the road. Yeah. And so that podcast you listened to was at the end of us being together for like 31 days. <laughs> and, and I mean, that positivity was still there. We were not, we were not tired of each other. We were not tired of the experience. Um, I think we were all anxious to get home, but not, not for it to end. Yeah. That's really special. That's like you said, just so important to have in a band, you know, if you enjoy spending that much time together, you're sharing the work and, also having a good time. I mean, that's, that's what more could you ask for at that point? Yeah. 
Well, that's so cool to hear. And, you know, the three of you worked on Corner, which was one of my most anticipated records of the year. I called that my favorite mail day because I got all kinds of cool stuff. I got like, I got your record. I got the pin. I got like cool feminist shirts and apparently arrived the same day. And I'm like, damn, this is feeling like a good day. That's awesome. And, yeah. I immediately put it on and I just, I fell in love with it. Every song is incredible. Oh, um, thank you. What was it like for you to write this record? Well, I mean, we kind of just decided, we had like sort of a different approach than previous records where this time we decided if we, if we weren't falling in love with the song, then scrap it. And so we, we kind of, you know, we were about halfway through and we booked recording. And so there was a little bit of a time crunch where we, you know, had to kind of make that keep it or scrap it decision a little bit faster than maybe we felt comfortable with. But I think it was for the better because if a song wasn't strong enough, we had, you know, it's like, you know, just got to get rid of it and move on and write something more simple and more from the heart because I think a lot of the ones that we ended up scrapping were a little bit still doing that overwrought thing you know overthinking it yeah and so I yeah like you said booking the time you know we we booked the time um over our Christmas holiday of last year I think we did that sometime in the summer we we committed to those dates and like Mercy said we had you know a handful of songs we probably ended up scrapping like two out of those five and then and then going from there and yeah dropping things along the way so I still I still think like oh we have like little bits and pieces of stuff that we could come back to eventually but um again with the time thing like you know we we were only getting together like two times a month for like a Saturday um so we really had to just be present and just the three of us just like click with something for it to be worth you know moving forward with that's so cool and um, it's always interesting to hear about like the time element and picking the songs and so on when it comes to the record. Uh, you know, which were your favorite ones to write and record? Which songs? Um, the opening track, Save, I think for all of us was a favorite. It was one of those songs that we just wrote in an instant. It just kind of came out. Um, and we had it done within probably 45 minutes. And that one consistently stayed our favorite or one of our favorites, I think, through the recording process. Like, I think we recorded that one first because we felt the most comfortable with it. We We've thought, been playing that out live a little bit too, which helps kind yeah. of solidify it. Yeah, we had played it out. Um, and then we wanted it to be the opening track. I think there are other tracks that, you know, we didn't expect it to sound as awesome as it did or others that maybe were favorites for a moment. And then now we're maybe not playing it as much um I think one of my favorites as it turned out on the record is Nutmeg um I was really really happy with um the treatment that Jay gave it in recording um and tryout as well um I had a little bit of fun with the like vocal harmonies Mercy and Danny disappeared for a little while and me and Jay had a little bit of fun with that um so, so yeah, those are two of my favorite. Well, I'll just add, I like, for one, the play out. Um, and I like the way it sounds on the recording, but, uh, you know, I'm so glad that it's on the record and that I get to play it out. And uh, that's foul. Mm -hmm. um, I just love playing something fast and fun. And uh, I love parts where um, 
we'll have something drop out, which that song has where Lindsay's uh, drops out the guitar. And I just think that's really dynamic and fun. All the songs that you mentioned are pretty much my favorites on the record. They're so like, I, I remember when I first heard Save and I'm like, this is a powerful album opening. And it just like everything, I felt it immediately. And I feel like that just carried throughout the entire record. Every song was just like the right amount of heaviness and rawness. And um, I actually remember when you debuted Eleven. I'm a massive Stranger Things fan. Um, but I, I also, I, I contextually separated as well, but you know, all I, I remember just like the first time I heard it, I actually got really emotional because it was so heavy and real and important. And I feel like whether or not you watch the show, you're going to like take away so much from that song and just about, uh, feeling in and out of control of life and trying to balance things. And it just, it felt very real emotions that I'm, you obviously have felt at some point to express that way. So it, yeah. 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 And writing that one was interesting. Um, because I think it, you know, we, we had the music completed and then I thought, I, I don't know. I think I had a part of the vocal melody. Um, just, just a little taste of it. And then really the song title, which, you know, we're using soccer terms and so I thought 11, like 11 players, like it's a very like iconic soccer thing, 11. And then I, of course, instantly I thought 11 from Stranger <laughs> Things. So it was really one of the first songs I've written that was like conceptually like marrying both um, something whether it's within or without myself with the 11, like the Stranger Things reference, but then also the soccer title. And I don't know, just the way it came together was very different than usual. Usually the the title of the song, I kind of dig through like terms and think like what thematically matches. I don't, I don't start with the title. Um, yeah. So that, that one was a, a different, different process. I'm glad you got the reference. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, it was so cool. I just love that you married together two very awesome things. I mean, soccer and like Stranger Things, those are things that people don't normally think to juxtapose, <laughs> but it's like, I, I remember like the, after listening to it a couple of times, I'm like, how did they do that? It's beautiful. <laughs> they did, they did everything. And then, I mean, you're, you're big soccer fans and stuff. Like, I mean, that's so cool to hear that that still continues to be a theme in your music across the board and then to tie together more elements of what you enjoy to it is just so cool to me. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely will be listening to corner repeatedly for a very long time. It's definitely oh, among like my you. top five records. Um, yeah. What was it like for you to work with community records and have them help you with getting the record out? I think that, you know, from the second we, like, met those guys when they, I guess when they asked us to play the fest, or? Yeah, we, played, we, the, we played the Community Records Fest in New Orleans and met them. In, like, 2012 or something. It was, like, a while ago. I don't know if it was that long ago. See, okay. we're, we're bad storytellers. Gosh, we need Danny here right now. Well, he's a good drummer because he remembers stuff, too. Yeah, he'd be like, oh, <laughs> Well, of 2014, well, a couple years back, they, they asked us to play in New Orleans for their annual um, community records fest, and we did. And you know, we met them 
and and I thought it was really cool. But I think that for me, it was when we played with them um, July of last was it last summer here, and we had that like three day weekend together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was this really cute like like circle yes or no will you go out with me thing <laughs> where. Where apparently, like, so the three of us, you know, we were ready to find a new home for the band, and we were just, our hearts were set on community records, so we were going to pop the question that weekend, <laughs> and apparently, you know, they had been going through the same thing, where they, like, wanted us to put out a record with them, so, you know, somehow over that weekend, we both kind of, like, like little school children, <laughs> um, the question to each other and it was just it was perfect um those guys are just so great and so positive and have treated us so well as friends and and as a band and I feel like we're learning a lot from them and and hopefully you know they're learning from us as well yeah that's a special relationship to be able to have between your label and the band and it sounds like you've been going steady ever since. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, yes. definitely. Well, it's cool that, you know, when you're on the road, you're able to pop into New Orleans as like a tour stop and say hey and be able to do cool stuff with them and such. That's that's a really special thing to be able to have. It's more friends for you to be able to see and work with. For sure. And uh, actually, even for the U.S. leg of our um, last tour, D-Ray from Community Records came along for the whole thing. Sweet. Um, you know, just really out of the kindness of his heart and because he supports his band so much, yeah. you know, and, you know, he didn't, we didn't pay him yeah. <laughs> to, to, you know, help us drive and haul stuff. And he did all of that. And I think along the way, it was a really cool, you know, he brought his distro and it was just really nice to have another human in the van and to, <laughs> also to kind of represent the label. We've never... I've, we've had like distros come along on a tour, but not for our record label. And that was really cool to have. Yeah. And it was just so cool to like, spend, I mean, spending two weeks with somebody like nonstop, you know, you really get to know somebody. Um, that's probably the amount of time you spend in a year hanging out with some of your friends. Like if you clock the hours. So um, yeah, just getting to know him more and, and, and just hanging out. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, that's, that's, it's so special to be able to do that with people that you respect and you have a friendship with. I know for me, it's like, I had that fantasy in my head, even of just like going along on a tour with like really cool friends that are in bands and like take photos or do video or help them at the merch table, do whatever. Like, I feel like that just lets you bond even more as friends. Mm -hmm. So it's I so still cool dream that of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Any bands out there need a need yeah. a cool road girl? Honestly, I would recommend that you do it. Like, I've never had a bad band experience, and I think that, you know, like, I mean, a bad tour experience, and I think if, you know, you bring a positive attitude towards it, and you act positively, like, you know, you can't go wrong. And responsibly, and have, you know, like, normal expectations of the experience. Yeah. You know, especially on a DIY tour. Yeah, don't be an egomaniac. Don't do drugs and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, pretty that much. That sounds totally reasonable, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, what have been some of your favorite places to visit on tour? We had a really unexpectedly awesome experience in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Yes, this was amazing. So we had a show um, 
booked for Lancaster. And while we were about to leave for Europe, we caught word that the promoter of that show um, was involved with some, I think, sexual abuse allegations. And one of the other bands on the show was like, this, you know, we, we were going to drop off this show. Do you guys, do you guys want to drop off? And, um, you know, if you do, we'll help you out. And we're like, yeah, you know, we don't know the scene in Lancaster, but we're not going to ask people to go to a show that's not safe. Um, so they end up booking the show in Nazareth, which is a very tiny little town in, uh, you know, sort of Amish area. <laughs> <laughs> we played at a deli. And so going in, and it was a Sunday night, I mean, all of these things just sound really great, right? And it ended up being <laughs> like one of the coolest shows on the U.S. tour. I mean, a, really like a, a ton of kids came out. Um, the owner like, of the- Like every like teenager, it seemed in this like little town, like must have come. Um, really great hospitality. Yes. The, the <laughs> owner of the deli sent us home with a bag full of breakfast sandwiches Aww. like not not four for the four of us a bag full <laughs> of breakfast sandwiches <laughs> um and he fed us and and just took really good care of us um and the bands were good too yeah all the Which bands so were so cool really to great. see you know i grew up in like or like you know when i was in high school playing with my high school band i was in sort of like semi rural suburban new jersey and there are a lot of bad bands, you know, like a local <laughs> show was guaranteed to have like a crappy ska band and a crappy metal band on. It. <laughs> so that was kind of my expectation going into this like semi-rural suburban place, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I was, you know, glad to be very, very wrong about that. I don't know whether it's because of the internet, but, or, or there's just some awesome talent there in Nazareth, but like, those bands were awesome yeah and then and then d-ray from community records when we're driving there he's like yeah like my old band used to play in nazareth and we're like what are you talking about and he's like and i have this great friend um mc devlin and this guy came out to the show and then we ended up staying with him that night and just like uh, you know meeting one of d-ray's like really old friends and and having a really great time so yeah that was just like an unexpected like we we're just like it's fucking Sunday night. Like we're playing like whatever, some place I've never heard of. Like I guess it's near Bethlehem. It's called Nazareth. Um, <laughs> and just ended up being a lot of fun. So I think that was like a really special highlight for the US tour. Yeah, I mean, just in terms of not to I know we're going on and on about Nazareth. No, it's <laughs> awesome. I love it. But like what's so cool about that is it's like, you know, it's one thing to play like a great show that. where you make, you know, money and a bunch of people come and all that stuff. And of course we love that and we can, you know, talk about our favorites for that. But this was like a cool adventure, I guess. Like and I got to see and meet people that I would have never met otherwise and probably would have had a lot of wrong expectations about. And, you know, because of a random sort of happening, we we met these folks and it was really cool. Well, it's but awesome. as, as far as other places that, you know, we feel like it's a home away from home type of a place. Um, I think that, uh, you know, like Otanger is great. Otanger. Um, so you can see behind us, perhaps we're sitting <laughs> on our bed and those are two posters. Okay. And those are, 
those are both from shows that we've played at o- Odinger Villa, which is in Darmstadt, Germany. Oh, um, awesome. And it's this, oh my gosh, it's a DIY punk Disneyland is what I like to call it. It's a, it's a mansion um, that was left by this woman who passed away and she had no children and she left it to the city. And the city has kept it as, you know, a city funded uh, community space. Um, there's several groups that operate out of it, like some after school programs and stuff, but, um, the punks have, you know, like <laughs> a couple nights out of the month. Yeah. Well, yeah. big, a big stake in the place. And it's this like very like democratic, like awesome community of punks. It's and- a true collective that really, you know, they all have, they take on different roles, you know, cleaning up and and uh you know running the show and making breakfast for the bands and they really treat you so well and they put on amazing shows yeah so that's just something cool to see where you're like i wish i had enough money to start something like this in the u.s yeah that sounds amazing like you just described like paradise for anybody who just loves like punk music and like diy and being involved in the freaking community it's just amazing basically (laughs) DIY punk Disneyland. It really, truly is that. And you stay there. They have a bunk room, clean sheets. Wow. Showers, washing machine. I mean, it's just unlimited beer, it seems. Unlimited beer. (laughs) We haven't cleaned them out yet, so. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, I mean, I've always wanted to go to Germany, but that's, that's adding to the list of reasons to go. Just to even like catch a show in a space like that just sounds amazing to me. Yeah, it's really cool. It's it's outside of Frankfurt and actually people who live in Frankfurt, like in the big city, actually travel by train to go to this smaller town to go to shows there because they're just that legendary and wow. awesome. Wow. Yeah. Page 99 played there, I think, um, kind of after us. So it just shows you how, I mean, like, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's really amazing. I I find it so cool whenever those kind of spaces exist and then you get to have a special memory out of it being it's, able to it, do that. Yeah, it's so yeah, you really feel like you're part of something really special like you said like being in these places, going to shows in these places, performing at these places. Um and it just I don't know, it just fills me with this like love for 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 people, really, like and and what we're able to do. Yeah. Well, that's that's gotta be very motivating and probably inspire some creativity too, being able to be exposed to those spaces. I mean, just having those positive feelings of like just love and you know, maybe even just feeling privileged to be able to experience that kind of stuff. I mean that's just so special to have. Um, what do you feel like motivates you and inspires you creatively after experiencing something like that? Well, <laughs> gosh, this just seems too easy for me, but, um, actually we had a, another really positive experience in Mexico city. Um, just about a year ago, um, Mercy and I went there for our honeymoon so we weren't planning to perform, um, but we met some folks who I guess had reached out to us maybe like a year or two before and kind of kept in touch online. But, um, you know, they had asked us to play and we're like, Mexico City, like we're in Texas, but we're not that close. <laughs> um, but we ended up going there for a honeymoon. And so we got together with 
some of these folks and they were putting on this like DIY punk festival in a squat and we ended up we we eventually ended up attending that and performing at it because there was a guy um Mario, Mario. Who, who who's a drummer a fantastic drummer and he's like yeah I know your songs and so we just what <laughs> in, in between in between bands we just hopped up there and we played a couple songs um but that whole um weekend they they just they just showed us everything that we would have wanted to see that we wouldn't have known that we wanted to see. We saw the pyramids. We ate wonderful food. Um, we went to the Trejeneras, which is like the canals on like a riverboat. And so back to the inspiration for writing, there's actually a song on, on corner about that experience. Um, the song advantage. Um, I, I was very moved by the experience and, and meeting these people. Um, and yeah, wrote a song about it. So, so that's what that song is about. And so, I mean, a lot of the songs are, are usually come from like a kernel of some sort of personal experience. And then, um, sometimes I just kind of like meander off from that, like, for example, like 11, like it's, you know, part of that vocal or part of the lyrics are like very personal, but then you know, connected to the experience of, you know, a character in a TV show. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think inspiration for, at least lyrically, it's usually coming from something. I have a lot of things that repeat, um, a lot of themes, a lot of, you know, traumatic or important experiences in my life that come up a lot. Um, so, yeah. Well, it's, I love that, you know, you expose these things so openly and to know that there's like positive experiences that are there too, that are, you know, listening to Advantage, incredible song, and then knowing the story behind it and the things that, you know, inspired you for it. That's so cool. I mean, I think it's always like a traveler's dream to get immersed into like a local experience and being able to just like fully embrace the place that you're visiting and stuff. And I just... I, I love that you had that and that there was a drummer in Mexico city that knew your music to do that. That's so cool. It was crazy. It was really crazy. Mercy said, we're going on our honeymoon. We're not playing any shows. And then that's literally what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, babe. But honestly, I, you know, I, I, I feel so privileged to be able to do this with the band. I never expect that we're going to be able to quit our jobs or anything. But if it stays at like this level, I'm just totally fine because I get to meet the most interesting people ever and get to know them in such um, like intimate, but also like different ways. And, you know, if I didn't have the band, I would just be another random regular person. (laughs) Nobody would want to take me on a crazy, you know, like adventure around Mexico City. Yeah. (laughs) It's so cool that the band has kind of like, you know, given you an outlet for your personal emotions and expression, but also opens you up to adventures like that. I mean, that's, that's so special to have in life. Um, I know that you mentioned Mercy that, you know, you you like where the band's kind of at right now, um, being able to kind of, you know, have your, your full-time job and also be able to play music and stuff. But um, what kind of goals or what kind of things would you like to see happen with football, et cetera, over the next couple of years? I think that, I think we do need to do more U.S. touring. We've been a little neglectful of that. Um, It's hard for us because out of Texas, you know, there's a lot of long drives in the beginning and end. And so it's easy to be like, 
well, maybe we should just go to Europe. Um, <laughs> but I would like to do like a more complete U.S. tour with, we've never been to the West Coast. Um, so that's something for me. And then I think that we were, we were definitely interested in trying to go to South America at some point. I think that would be really amazing. And I know that there are at least a few people on the internet that have said that we should do that. So I want to believe that, that you know, people would like it. If so, hey, you two guys on the internet, yes. we'll come play for you. All right. <laughs> That's so cool. I love that vision of being able to explore more of the States and experience South America and stuff. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things. So I've definitely got my fingers crossed for that. Um, that's I love the whole concept of being able to travel and then also do something you love alongside it. So um, I'm, I'm hopeful that you'll be able to book all of that and have the, more of those awesome adventures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm actually super excited that you're coming down to Florida for the fest too. Um, yeah, I haven't, love the fest. yeah, I, I don't know how, but I haven't seen you play yet. So I'm just super excited for this set and it's going to be incredible to be able to experience your music live. It'll be my first time seeing you. So very very excited well make sure you get there early we're like (laughs) the first band playing at fest (laughs) on friday um but the whole show we are so excited about the whole showcase that we're playing um it's all the bands i wanted to see on friday basically they're all playing the same stage with us so we feel so honored to to do that um and even uh the bands that we toured with in europe they're from italy they're called dags and, and they're they're sharing the stage that night as well with a set maybe like a couple hours after us. So we're oh, really awesome. excited it worked out that way. Yeah, so we're just going to stay there the whole night. And yeah, I think so. Total blast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'm super excited for that entire showcase as well. And I'm going to have to come say hey to you both because it's going to be Absolutely. a great night. I'm, I'm yes. very excited for all of that. Um, who have you been listening to musically? Um, what bands do you really like right now? Um, I have been listening to Pale Hound a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, Tank Rid over the past year, I've been listening to a lot. Um, I think those are like my two like go-to records. Um, the new Japanese Breakfast record, mm-hmm. um, you know, Michelle's a great friend of ours and we actually, she just stayed with us like uh, last week. Yeah. Two days ago. Yeah. Wow. Um, but that new record is just uh, tremendous and the live show, I mean, it's just it's so cool um so those for me are are some of my standouts of of late i'm bad i don't really listen to indie rock very often um (laughs) i listen to a lot of janet jackson um (laughs) who we also saw a couple weeks ago in houston yes nice yeah you know i don't know sometimes i'll go through a period where i'll listen to it again but i'm I'm in my 80s vibe right now so that's yeah. wonderful though I sometimes you just have to have that time where you just like soak on like some really good like 80s pop and rock music I, <laughs> yeah, I do the same yeah. thing yes totally well awesome well I'm very excited to catch your live set this year and be able to talk to you more in person um everybody has got to keep up with you all because you're so much fun to follow on social media and listen to your music and so on, but where can everybody find you on the internet? Sure. I mean, Facebook, um, our Instagram, Mercy and I run that. And so you'll see photos of us out at a soccer game. Or the dogs or whatever. Or our cute dogs. (laughs) I Um, love it so much. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things. I think between 
your your account and AWs are just <laughs> like they're so personal and fun and it yes. just makes me smile to see your pictures and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely me and Mercy for that one. Um, and then uh, Twitter, we get on the Twitter too. Um, so all the social media for the band, and then also Community Records, our label. You can visit communityrecords.org. Um, follow them on all the social media as well: Facebook, Instagram. Um, those are the places where you'll find us the most. I have a Snapchat that sometimes I do weird videos of my dogs on as well, but I'm not involved in Mercy's that. Mercy's not involved. That's just me, but I think it's football set or something. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, the music, you can get it on, uh, all the, the internet vendors, Spotify, um, and then, you know, get that vinyl from, from Community Records. Yeah. Oh, can we drop a, a, a tidbit in this podcast? Can we announce? The- you can give a little teaser. Well, oh, you can just say it. I can just say they were doing second pressing of corner, and check it out. It's going to have um, something a little special, something a little special, something a little different with the artwork. Um, so Ooh. get ready for that. Yeah, it's going to be the the variant for our Japanese tour, uh, which is going to be in November. So a little something different. So so keep an eye out for that. Ooh, that's exciting. Well, definitely going to be keeping an eye out on all of your social media, waiting to find out about this exciting variant. So <laughs> I, I, I love that kind of stuff. So I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me, Lindsay and Mercy. This has been so much fun. Everybody go listen to football, etc. Hey, thanks so much. We'll see you at best. Yes. Yeah, see you soon, Amanda.
heard football, etc. I'm so thrilled to have talked to this band and have the opportunity to really dig into Corner. Lindsay and Mercy are absolutely the sweetest, and I'm looking forward to seeing them in just a few short weeks of the fest. Make sure to catch them on any tours, and if you're headed to the fest, do not miss their set. You know you'll find me there. That's it for this week, but you can keep up with Angry Girl Music on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search at Angry Girl Music with three R's. Leave me a review on iTunes, leave a comment on Shout Engine, or hey, just say hello on social media. If you're interested in being a guest, email me at angrygirlmusic at gmail.com. I'd love to have you on. Until next time, stay angry, listen to some excellent tunes, and go buy a corner if you haven't already. 